Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Patrick Carey is finally ready to go. He didn't have his <laughs> headphones on just yet, but he, like I said, is now ready to ready go. Ready to rock. Matthew Hargrove here alongside with Ryan Good and Tory Bowling. Man, Tory, um, I, I got a good story for you guys here in a second. And you guys are going to love it because you all are Kentucky fans. Producer Caden Gaylord and, like I said, Patrick Carey is with us. Not wearing – is he wearing Bengals stuff? Of course. Goodness gracious. Of course. I want to see – It never day, ends. I, I want to walk in here one day you don't have Cincinnati Bengals I've stuff I have endless on. supplies of Bengals gear. I think that's all you own. That's I really do believe that. I got that a couple of WKU own. and mostly UK stuff as well. Yeah. But so that's not a bad Disappointment thing this year for everybody then for on, on your side for the for the gear. Because you have to it. Bengals, UK, and Western Kentucky. Especially when Joe Burrow went out. But when oh, the Bengals got that win against the Steelers on Monday Night Football, you had Ryan Finley. I mean, that's the highlight of my year. <laughs> I'm that's, not going to lie to you. That's the worst <laughs> night of my year. By, <laughs> if by, that's the highlight, that's a, that's a bad year. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's not a good year. The juju year. hit was the highlight. Okay, we're uh, moving <laughs> on, moving on. So the funny story I was going to tell you, uh, but first of all, I mean, we have – a ton to get into. We're finally Selection Sunday. Our so- I, I feel like we're all giddy. We don't want this show ha- to happen. We want next week's show oh, to happen. True. But sadly, no, we have true. to talk about this show. We had some conference championship games. Uh, talking about the mid-majors, Loyola Chicago ended up playing Drake. That was a really good game. I watched Winthrop. I haven't watched them the entire year. And I think they may make the Sweet 16. That's how much I they're, love They're low-key kind of good, aren't they? Yeah, did you watch them today? I watched, like, a little bit of the first half. Well, that point guard that they have, can't remember his name. I looked up his stats yeah. for the entire year, 12-7-7. Seven, and seven. He's averaging, like, a triple-double. Yeah. Again, again, and I told you this yesterday when we were eating. We, we went in eight canes, and Tori was trying to make me a U.K. fan. We were sitting and watching U.K. highlights until midnight in his apartment, and Great I job, just Tori. saw a tear shed watching <laughs> Julius Randle lead Con- the, the Kentucky Wildcats to the national championship. And It was really the 2015 teams. That we, we were going that, through them like, oh, they killed them that game. Oh, they murdered them. That- oh, <laughs> yes. that was a bloodbath. We that watched game. when U.K. <laughs> Got up, what was it, 30-something to four on UCLA. It was 41-7 oh It yeah. was unreal. And, and we were talking, too. It's not like Kentucky played phenomenal offense yeah, they in that really game. Did, they were no. just so much bigger with Willie Collistein. But I, I, this is a Western Kentucky show. We could talk the whole day, um, at least these four guys. Yeah, I watched that Loyola game as well. I don't – I, I, as I was going through the game, like I know Loyola is better, but I was really rooting for Drake because I really hated that big guy for Loyola. <laughs> his mustache is ridiculous. I hated him, and then he hooks every time. Like when he, like they called it one time, but literally every time he makes a move in the post, he hooks. That's just so a like, good big man move. That's just how you get your opponent just, out of the way. He's big. Oh. He's lumbering. He probably looks like he smells bad. Like I don't know. He just <laughs> the guy. Well, Drake is just not a team that I want to see in a tournament, though. That's they fine. they were supposed to be undefeated. They were undefeated all year, and then they lose three games. They haven't played anybody all year. It yeah. feels like. Well, honestly, I'm surprised that you say that because for Western Kentucky fans, they were definitely pulling for Loyola Chicago. I know. I know the at large bid is well away now for the Hilltoppers with that bad loss to Houston the way they played against Old Dominion this past weekend. But if you're a Western Kentucky fan, you definitely want the teams in the 
mid-major conferences, the teams that are supposed to win the tournaments to get in. Because say Drake wins that Loyola Chicago, they already have an at-large bid. They're a top 25 team. Mm -hmm. So that's two teams from that conference, and that just makes it harder for Western to get in if they don't win their conference. And now, finally, Western Kentucky show, we can stop talking about other stuff and get into some Hilltopper basketball. Sadly, though, like I said, I mean, they did not play good against Old Dominion. And Charles Bassey didn't have a field goal in the first half, but they weren't even giving him the basketball. In the second like, game. Yeah, in the second game, sorry. And they had that close loss, I believe. I'm looking up the score now. Six it was 71-69 to was the final score in that Old Dominion loss. And then they come back and clinch the Conference USC's title and, and yeah that's all good but Western Kentucky fans know that that's not the end goal for this team just winning a regular season title doesn't mean anything for this team with, with so much talent all around Charles Bassey and Tavion Hollingsworth and going back to Bassey it wasn't like he was struggling from the perimeter he just wasn't getting any looks guys well especially after that first game that you have I don't know how you don't feed him the ball every time I mean he, the first game when you lose you, he puts up 23-15 and and I think three or four blocks, and you're like, okay, do it again tomorrow night. And it's, it didn't feel like the guards wanted to like look at him, or at least they look at him. And I mean, Tori said it while we were watching the game. There's nothing more demoralizing than when a, a guard oh, yeah. looks at you and doesn't give you the ball. For sure, and like you could you could visibly see Bassey getting frustrated a couple of times because, like I said, it just hurts your heart when like. Your guard looks at you and says, I see you, but I'm not throwing you the ball. <laughs> Especially like when, you know, you're the big band in the middle. You're WKU's, uh, you know, their main guy. I mean, he had a good first game. I'm sure we'll talk about each game individually, but uh, he had 23 and 15, like really solid night. Um, but like it's, sometimes it's just really hard for them to give him the ball because, like, as soon as he catches it, like he, he gets doubled. So sometimes it kind of looks like the guards already know that. And so, like, they're like, what's the even point? But, like, you know, they had a couple possessions there down the stretch, uh, about like five minutes left, where they gave him the ball two straight times, and he got fouled one time, he scored the second time. Like, I'm telling you, he makes things happen. When you can get them the ball, even if he doesn't, like, get it a good look, like, he just draws so much attention where it opens up the offense in an offense where, like, they really need to create more open looks. And, tr and Charles, ba go ahead, Caden. There are I can tell you why. There are two big reasons why he didn't get the ball that match. One, he was tired uh, uh, a lot. He was really it. tired. Um, you got in a little foul trouble the second game. Yeah, too. yeah. Especially when like you're playing five games in nine days, especially like coming off a thirty days a thirty day break where you only played two games. Yeah. He was he was exhausted. And number yeah. two when him and Carson are on the floor at the same time, yeah, there's absolutely no spacing whatsoever. And I think this series, um, Carson Williams got exposed a little bit. Him and Davion McKnight were the two players I was disappointed with the yeah. most. Yeah, and, we, and we've been mentioning that a lot, that the Carson Williams last season did a lot, you know, the, the post you up just bully ball and a lot of pump fakes in his game, but now he can't really do that because when he tries to back someone down, it's not like Charles Bassey is going to the three-point line and clearing space out for him. You got two guys now helping out on sure. Carson Williams. Yeah, and... Going back to Carson, like, I loved how he was playing at the beginning of the year. Like, I felt like he was the glue guy for this team. I, I mentioned in an earlier uh, show, uh, earlier in the season, that I thought he was the most valuable player for this team just because he does all the little things. You know, he's kind of – starting with the Houston game, he's kind of been getting beat on the boards a little bit. So, uh, you want to see him going back to doing all small things, like getting on the floor. He did do that at the end of the second game. But, um, like, getting on the floor, getting loose rebounds, playing good defense, you need him to do that kind of stuff more than you do uh, scoring the ball mainly. Well, and it's disappointing to see, especially, you know, we talked about Davion McKnight. He The first game that he actually looks like a freshman was that Houston game, and he just hasn't really recovered. 
recovered since then. Well, so. you know, you say that. I actually thought he played pretty well the first game, aside from the last possession. Now, I mean, obviously the last possession, he fumbled the ball, threw a, a horrible shot. That wasn't good. But I actually thought he played uh, pretty well that first game. You know, he's get like you know he's got that stocky frame. He was getting in the lane and creating stuff, but he did not look good on Saturday's game. But especially when you have this many guards on this team, you have to play well if you want to if you want to get playing time. And and there's no reason that if if Charles and and Carson are not on the floor at the same time, that Luke Frampton should not be getting 20 minutes oh, yeah. in. Yeah, looking sure. at these stats from Saturday's win, I, I get, you know, Charles Bassey not getting a lot of touches. You better see a pretty good amount of production from the starting lineup. And just listen to these numbers. I mean, you had Carson Williams, one for three. He hit the one three, his lone field goal. That was the first shot of the game. Didn't see him since. He had that, you know, the slow starting in the three from the right elbow. I know you. Uh, we, we watched it together. Yeah, we all yeah. three sitting by yeah. each other. You had Carson Williams with that one three. Tavion Hollingsworth. I feel like I give Tavion Hollingsworth so much crap for not looking to score. But without Tavion Hollingsworth and his 19 points, five for nine from the field, knocking down three threes, there is no way Western wins this game. So Hollingsworth kind of carried Josh Anderson. What are you doing? One for nine, 0 for four from downtown. He just couldn't get to the rack. He had seven boards. Kenny Cooper, it was senior night. Probably Davion McKnight is making the start. But Kenny, one for three, two points. That's that's what you're going to get from off the bench. So it's not like you're looking for a lot of production there for for Cooper. But Jordan Rawls and Luke Frampton, you, the ending starting five for Western Kentucky, that five that is on the floor at the end of the games, I believe it needs to be Bassey. You got to have Jordan Rawls. You got to have Luke Frampton, and then you can. Obviously have Hollingsworth Davion, yeah. and then Josh yeah. Anderson. Yeah, and I think Josh is still kind of trying to get his legs back from when he was out with that ankle injury for a little bit. But um, you mentioned Luke Frampton. I, I completely agree. With you. He's got to be on the he floor. He played 16 minutes. He's got to be on the floor. Like, one, he spaces it out. Two, he played really good defense down the stretch. Like, he was getting in front of guys, making stuff happen. I think he's a have-to on the floor. He, well, had, a, he had a key still yeah, uh, yeah. late in that game. but uh, And he had a good rebound. Like, he just yeah, yeah. does oh, yeah. things timely. It's, he it's, boxed out, which I was not expecting yeah. <laughs> yeah. at all. But um, like you said, like with Luke on the floor, when he was off the floor, Old Dominion went to a zone. And that's when, like, WKU was missing everything. They didn't score for seven minutes straight. Seven minutes and 30 seconds, they did not score. And Luke was not on the floor at all. So when they went into a zone, it's also when Carson was on the floor. And he's not shooting the ball but like it, that. But it just opens it up even more for Charles Bassey because you get that double team. And then the problem is, again, talking about Davion McKnight, and we – I mean, we sound like a broken record. This team cannot shoot the three ball. And, and Tavion Hollingsworth is shooting the three. That should be able – and that's probably why I'm a little bit more frustrated with Tavion Hollingsworth because when he's hitting the three, you think that would open it a little bit more up for him to drive. And he just is not – I would love to see him from that right or left elbow on the pull-up, but he's not – taking shots when he's contested. It's like he's got to be wide open to shoot the ball. And Kevin Asaway, I know he's not – I know he's not known for his offensive game, but I thought in the six short minutes, I thought he should have got a little bit more time, maybe more than Kenny Cooper, but hit, I hit know the that three the offense there, is yeah. struggling. It's just interesting to see, like, when you look at this team, nobody on Western Kentucky shot more than 10 shots. Yeah. And yet, if you're Charles or Tavion, you have to at least put up 12 to 13. I don't care who you are. Malik Curry on the other side, who played outstanding this weekend, put 19 up. 
in that game because he knows he's the best player and he knows if they have a chance to win, he's got to put up shots. Tavion has to have that mentality. For him to put up nine shots and six of them be threes is not his game. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, like opening things up for Bassey because uh, that's the end goal because he's your best player, obviously. But, you know, it not only is it open up stuff for him, it opens up driving lanes for Tavion Hollingsworth because that's what he does best is get into the rim. And because, you know, he's not going to, you know, beat you with that pull-up jumper or anything. Uh, he actually shot the ball pretty well this weekend. But, um, like, you know, it opens up driving lanes for these guys because at the end of the day, that's what these WKU guards have to do is, is drive the lanes because, you know, they're not going to knock down jumpers in your face. Like, um, so they got to create driving lanes for guys like Hollingsworth and Jordan Rawls, who I, I'm with you, uh, Matthew. I, I'm jumping on Jordan Rawls' bandwagon. Yeah, I, Jordan I think Rawls. He's got to be out there. Man. I am praying that he does not transfer yeah. next year and Rick Stansbury gets him a lot of minutes in the Conference USA Tournament, which we are going to talk about on the next segment here on Red Zone Radio. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Segment two. We're on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. There we go. Patrick was making sure I got right, got it right that time because <laughs> I was fumbling. I, I pour, We always talk about Tory Bowling. He always has a little trouble with saying that, and we always make fun of him. But now, Tory, you you got the edge over me it's, now a little it's, bit. It's contagious. Yeah, Bowling it is. is it, it's, not, it's not a good look, but we're going to forget about it because we have the Conference USA Tournament to talk about, and we got done saying in the first segment, even though Western is not heading into tournament time, playing the best basketball that we've seen from them this season, they are still the number one seed, and I believe – I'm not sure if they are outright number one in the conference. Caden, do you know? Yes, they are. Yes. Okay, so they did get the outright number one, but it actually really doesn't matter because the way they split up the tournament, they have the number one in the East and then the number one in the West. It's not like they have a one or two seed, so it really wouldn't have mattered. Getting that one seed, they play the winner. They're not playing till Thursday at 5.30. I have a night class that Gosh dang it. Anyways, <laughs> UTSA, Utsa will play Charlotte. That's a 4-5 game. And seeing these matchups, I, I know every time we see whatever matchup it is in Conference USA, we always get that mindset that WK, oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna win this game. They just have too much talent. They're gonna find a way to win. And I guess that's our mindset before every game. And then the game starts and then everything else happens but finishing out with that bracket before we start talking about WKU and how they match up with the teams in the tournament the number one seed in the west was La Tech they play the winner of Florida Atlantic and UTEP and then UAB they got the two seed in the west they play the winner of Marshall and then Marshall plays the winner of Rice and Southern Miss try to keep up with me I know I'm talking fast Old Dominion they are the two seed in the east they play the winner of North Texas who plays the winner of Middle Tennessee <laughs> and FIU so a lot of teams there hopefully again you weren't confused and but you can, Western you can go to at Conference USA to see the bracket yeah absolutely and yeah. you can also WKU I'm looking at it from their Twitter they post a picture yeah, and, of it uh, Instagram actually, I, WKU basketball go, you can find it anywhere yeah. you, know, you can find it a lot of places and I'll just go, go on the world wide web I'll go on um, you know at WKU Red Zone right now and retweet it that way uh, you can go, go to at WKU Red Zone follow us at WKU Red Zone and, and give us a like on the retweet Great shout so out, we know me. it'll give us a notification it'll Quick say plug. someone liked our retweet <laughs> yeah, Quick, so, quick plug at Red Zone Radio. Yeah, growing, growing the Twitter game. I know we're terrible at it. It's mostly me. I suck at my social media personally. So doing it for, you know, Red Zone, I, I apologize to everyone. Still trying to get the Facebook up. And I've been saying that since the 
beginning of the year, not the semester of the year. But WKU plays the winner of Utsa and Charlotte. Guys, how nervous are we? I'm not even going to say how we feel and how nervous are we. Uh, pretty nervous because if you do remember, one of our very lonesome losses was against Charlotte in the middle of the year. Oh boy. <laughs> um, now it was at Charlotte and it was a back-to-back, and um, obviously those things are are hard to win no matter what team you are. But um, it really depends on who wins. I do think that we match up better with UTSA than we do with Charlotte. Um, so not that I'm hoping for UTSA to win, but um, it would be nice to see. But I, if you look at this bracket, Old Dominion has a tough road to go down. Yeah, I was gonna say. That. If you have to play North Texas in the matchup in your second round, and then maybe play La Tech or FAU, that is that is a tough way or tough road to get to the championship game. Yeah, uh, and all these games really, and we've just seen a lot of close matchups. And two years ago, MTSU was supposed to get in that large bid. And they ended up losing to Southern Miss in the first round. I think Southern Miss was a nine seed, and we saw MTSU fall into the NIT. And again, I say a lot of people thought that team that they were supposed to have an at-large bid, even if they didn't win Conference USA. And they're, and again, I we we talked about Loyola Chicago and about how the teams were hoping that the supposed to be conference winners were hoping that they win so there's a better chance of WKU getting the at-large bid but it just doesn't seem like that's going to be really possible even if it falls in the favor of the big time teams winning their conferences yeah Um, and you asked how nervous I got I'm really nervous about this week because uh, I saw the video Tavion Hongs were saying we're not done yet and that's the mentality this team's got to have it's got to be conference USA championship or bust it's got to be NCAA tournament or bust now I believe they have it it's just you know, I'm very confident in WKU beating, um, you know, the winner of, you know, Utsa and, and Charlotte. And then as well as UAB, you know, I feel pretty good. It's just the matter of, you know, it's not even the matchup that they might have in the finals. It's just getting over that hump because it's it's a mentality. Uh, like, you know, it's it's been a really hard road for WKU the past three seasons um, getting through that Conference USA championship. And uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for these guys to kind of get over that mentally because a lot of these guys, they've been here for all of this. They've been here for all this heartbreak. And so um, – it's going to be really int- interesting to see things step up to the plate and finally get it done. Caden and Patrick? There thoughts? are two teams on uh, the other side of the bracket that I do not want WKU to face. So, luckily, they only have to face one. And they're, they're the two teams that seem to have the edge over Western somehow, some way, every single year uh, in at least one game, and that's La Tech and Old Dominion. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that those two are on the same side of the bracket. Uh, I don't know why, but Old Dominion, I believe, is the only team in Conference USA to have a winning um, all-time record against Western. Um, yeah, it's just they they just match up better uh, with WKU than any other team. So those are the only two teams I'd be worried about. Patrick, yeah, going into this weekend, if you were to ask me this question, I was gonna say, yeah, I'm totally confident. I'm excited for the Conference USA tournament. But after how this week went, my confidence has dipped pretty low what really worries me the most and this is the reason why I don't think Western can win coaching is one thing that's added on the list for why I don't think Western can get past the round of 64 if they do end up winning the Conference USA tournament but it's consistency we just haven't seen a stretch of games and I I have a hard time believing right now that this Western team can make it to the Sweet 16 because 
I know this is a great team, but if Western ends up making a sweet 16, that is Rick Stansberry did it. They they achieved yeah. their goals yeah. for what they were supposed to do. Well, not but. only consistency game to game, but consistency in the game. I mean, you saw two times this weekend where WK jumped out to like double digit leads and they, you know, they blew it both times. So, um, just being able to get locked in and the main thing to me is his offense. I mean, the, the, it was a low-scoring weekend. You know, you see troubles uh, every now and then. They go like two, three, four minutes without scoring at a time. You can't have that in tournament play, especially with, uh, you know, sudden death tournament games. You can't have those scoring stretches because those are things that are going to send you home. So if they can just uh, figure out that offense, how to get consistent looks, uh, I'll feel pretty good about it. But until then, I'm still going to be a little nervous. Well, especially when, when if you were to make a tournament run, you would have to play a four or five seed. And if you go seven minutes without scoring the ball, there's no way yep. you can win that game. Um, but as far as the, the conference tournament, the the game that mo that terrifies me the most is that UAB game because UAB most probably should have won the West. Um, they, they've been great all year. They played North Texas um, when we played, when Western played yeah. Old Dominion, yep. and that was a two-point game. And those are two teams that Western has not played because they got canceled because of COVID. But if I don't know if that hurts or helps Western in the fact that you haven't played this team yet. So whether they, it's hard to beat a team three times. We know, um, but if you haven't played them at all, then UAB could come out and light up Western. Yeah. Definitely. Real, uh, the go ahead. Uh, the women have a rough, a rough road. Yes, to go. that's that's what <laughs> yeah. I was starting to get into. The Western Kentucky men's. We, we talk about the nerves, and they're a one seed. You want to talk about the women? They. Did not end the regular season on a high note. They ended up finishing last in Conference USA East in their last 10 games. It doesn't show on the ESPN app. Usually when you're looking up on the NBA stats, they got the last 10 games. But Western, home and, home and away, they went 2-10 and 10 on the road. So Western having to travel, and they ended up finishing the year at 7-15, and 6-10 and 10 in conference play. Raneem Eljadewi, she's going to have to... Pull little LeBron James, say, everyone, get on my back. I'm the Egyptian princess, and I'm taking us to the promised land. And I'm going to pull off one of the most miraculous tournament stories in Western Kentucky history. But well, to get there, they got to win. What are we looking at? Five games, and they're going to have to face most likely the number one seed in the Rice Owls. So it's just... Uh, Two different paths, talking about the Lady Toppers and then the Hilltoppers. Hey, Matthew, your brother lives right down the road from Frisk, uh, from the Star. Maybe this is he, true. Yeah, maybe he can uh, go sneak in maybe and uh, root on them tops. Yeah. They're letting fans in. What did you say, Caden? They're letting fans in. They are letting fans in. They're letting fans in. Maybe. Hunter, Hunter needs to get in there. Yeah. Plus, talking about the social media again. Hunter can take some nice highlight videos. We can post them on the social media. Were they? We, we're we are red zone radio <laughs> has is there in yeah. frisco obviously we're not paid so hunter's not going to get paid yeah. but he can he <laughs> can take us take highlight videos i for saw us uh, i saw mike d'antoni there my freshman year when i went so maybe you know there there's there's benefits to go into the conference USA tournament it's a nice place over there at star and oh frisco. it is yeah. it, and he was showing me where he's staying in the apartment and i kid you not he lives right near the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. Yeah. He takes a drive out of his apartment. He gets on the main road, and he just says he sees a big building, and yeah, that's, it's that's super, where it's it super is. Nice, so yeah. um, if we were going to the Conference USA tournament this year, 
we wouldn't even have to ask the university for money for a hotel because we could just stay with Hunter. So we would be saving Western a lot of money. But sadly, obviously, COVID had to happen. And here we are in 2021. Looking at that bracket for the women. So they play ODU in the preliminary rounds Tuesday, 4 o'clock ESPN Plus. That's Eastern time, so 3 o'clock. If they win that one, they play North Texas. If they win that one, they play Charlotte. If they win that one, they most likely play Rice. And if they win that one, they get to the championship. So, goodness gracious, they have to play another regular season just to go and try to win the dang thing. I believe, though, in the Egyptian princess and the Great Pyramids, maybe yeah. Meryl Abdel-Gawad can get a lot of blocks and, yeah. and acts like a big man and we can get that name going. College basketball, Nash, I mean, goodness gracious, it is almost that time. And we are getting near the conference tournaments. We're going to talk about it here on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. I get no I, uh, the songs I listened to when I first joined Red Zone, I wasn't, you know, I don't listen to a lot of the songs on Revolution, but there have been some bangers where I'm like, I totally forgot that song. It came out in like 2013, and I'm like, I'm glad, I'm thankful Every, for Revolution 91.7. If I never joined Red Zone, bangers. I would have never heard it. Every time I hear Panama, I get a smile on my face. Yeah, that's, uh, it's that alternative, alternative music yeah, they always just, play. It's good vibes. I, I know mean, Mr. Brightside. This is March. <laughs> we have reached arguably, no, it's the, it's the best month of the year. The sun was shining today. I was playing basketball, watching basketball on the TV, and now I'm about to talk about basketball. Matthew Hargrove here alongside Ryan Gooden, Tory Bowling producer Caden Gaylord, and Patrick Carey. There were some pretty nasty games today. Some championships for mid-majors. We saw Winthrop. I think they won the Big South. Is that the? I, I think that's the conference that they're in. We saw Loyola Chicago in a really nice game against Drake. This wasn't a championship game, but I swear only moments like these happen in the month of March. Houston and Memphis. Memphis hits a game-tying three with, I believe, 1.8 seconds remaining. And then Houston hits a, the, the bank was open on Sunday, hit it from half court, and it was just like, oh, man, we are getting to that great time. March Madness is just around the corner. But, yeah, Loyola Chicago, they're going to be a team that, if they find themselves as an 8-9, and nine, I think Joe Lunardi, the last time I saw him in his bracketology prediction, he had Loyola Chicago as an 8 or 9 seed, and that's going to be a tough first round for anybody playing Loyola Chicago. But even Winthrop, watching that team, I haven't watched them the entire year, but they've only lost one game this season, and they look like they can be a pretty good upset, maybe a 13-4 and four game. Matthew, aren't you a Belmont supporter? I, I love Belmont, and especially because Grayson Murphy, who I got to see dominate Williamson County every year I was there, and they got steamrolled by Moorhead State. That was a bad game. You know how hilarious it would be if Moorhead State is the only team out of Kentucky to make the NCAA tournament? I don't. Why? Why? Why did you say that? I, 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 we're already nervous about the question, <laughs> and now i got to hear that, and now that puts – Hey, I want to go to Indy. I want to go to Indy. The OVC is one of the better mid-major conferences. That They just come out with good teams. Even like, if there's not a lot of good teams, the top-tier teams are always good. Yeah, well, like, talent. was Belmont last year? They had Adam Kunkel, who's from Cooper County. Obviously, yeah. got Jaw. 
Um, and then Jaw had Murray State. Um, yeah, you got the Kenneth well, Farid that, team. That, that year that Belmont um, and and Murray State was in the Conference USA or not Conference USA, um, Ohio Valley o- o- OVC Championship. Like that was like they were both really good. Like um, uh, Belmont had the Dylan Windler kid. Yeah. And then um, and then obviously Murray State had Jaw. Like they, that was a stacked conference that year. Well, and then you know Murray State's had Isaiah Cannon and Cameron Payne, just yeah. guys that uh, make it to the league that. For the OVC, I mean that's that's the great player yeah. that you can have. But yeah, and, and moving on to the Power Five, yeah, Kenneth Fareed. That was actually the last time that Moorhead State won the OVC was when Fareed yeah, was on that team. Yeah, and then they went on and beat Louisville in the first round of the tournament. Yeah, so. so you never know. I personally watching that game, I didn't like Moorhead State. I think they just Belmont wasn't shooting as good as they have have been the entire season, and Moorhead State was just it was just one of those nights. They where were throwing up, and, and like they usually don't like Moorhead State plays a slow pace. Like they they don't get up the court like that. So yeah, so I I'm not a big believer in Moorhead yeah. State for the first round. But again, Winthrop. Plus, and we we we, we got away. some uh, a source last night that said that one of the guys pooped their pants in a region. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> uh, we'll we'll tell you guys about that uh, if he was here. We could do the whole podcast yeah. on that story. It was hilarious. And moving on to the Power Five standings, the ACC, Virginia ends up winning it. And this is how the ACC has gone this year. Florida State, who needs to beat Notre Dame to win the ACC regular season, ends up losing it. And then Virginia gets the nod. I feel like that's just the most ACC thing to happen this year. And then you get with the Big 12. I'm not sure if. Oh yeah, Baylor's won. Baylor's won the conference because they're thirteen and one, and the next best team is Kansas, twelve and six. Don't sleep on Kansas. They actually Kansas is starting to come around. Still finishing second in the Big Twelve, what's supposed to be the best conference in college basketball. So Kansas Jayhawks, you never know. They may make a, a nice run to the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. I may getting ahead of myself. I think looking at the looks from Tori and Ryan. I think they're kind of trash. Like if we're being honest, they are. They, uh, they are. They are kind of. Terrible, and they're they're kind of good. Well, it's, just getting away from the Kansas part of things, you just said that the Big Twelve is known to be the best conference in college basketball. They are this year, I'd say. D- top to this year, yeah. Usually, the uh, ACC normally ACC dominates. And then Big Ten usually is better than Big Twelve. Duke North Carolina, that's that's a good start. I'll put Florida Big Twelve State, over Big Virginia. Ten. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just damn. Big tw- yeah, Big 12. I, I guess I've just gotten so excited watching West Virginia and I would Texas say, I would Tech say Big 12 is all at second, though. You know how much I love Oklahoma. I've been talking about him every yeah. podcast. So I think that's why you got Cade Cunningham. The Big 12 has just been really fun to watch. And that's definitely, I, in my mind, it's going to be the best tournament the, to watch. The games have yeah. been the best this year uh, in that conference. Well, the fact you're going to have a 4-5 seed that are both top 25 teams in that tournament. Yeah. That's, in, that's insane to happen. Yeah, Big East... Villanova won the regular season, but Connor Gillespie Ew. is not going to play in the tournament, I believe. I haven't seen a report I, I think, for I think how he's out long, for the year. He tore he towards MCL, I believe. Okay, Ooh. so, yeah, he's going yeah. to be out for the year, and that obviously hurts Villanova. At the same time, it's Jay Wright, so you never know. Some magic could happen. But They, they just I lost to Providence, I believe, yeah, <laughs> two days ago. Jay, Jay Wright's a little overrated to me. Okay, you he, gotta talk. You he gotta, had uh, well, okay. Uh, right. he, he, has, he has two good runs. You gotta talk. He has, oh. No, seriously, he has two good runs, and obviously they're national championships, so that's great and all. He has two good runs, but other than that, they've never made it out of the first weekend, past round thirty-two. Other than those two years, obviously, again, they're national championships, but you know, you <laughs> yeah, get bailed like, out by Chris Jenkins in a game winner, and then you have you know five pros on a Villanova team like, that'll never happen again. Do you like Jay Wright over uh, Bill Self? No. 
Oh no, Bill, Bill uh, Self is more a lot more like even though Bill Self hasn't necessarily done the thing other than you know beating Memphis like consistently. If I want a contender year in and year out, I'm gonna pick Bill Self over Jay Wright. And that that's a in college basketball. That's all I ask for is to be a contender year in and year out because things are gonna happen in the tournament. Like, you're gonna you're gonna lose some games you shouldn't. That's the NCAA tournament. But I will at least want to think I might get out of the round of 32. It's a, it's an interesting take. I remember Villanova. They were a one seed. Can't remember the year. It was like 2016, 2015, but they were upset by Wisconsin in that in that one and yeah. eight matchup or whatever seed Wisconsin yeah. was. But I guess at the end of the day, Jay Wright, it's so hard to win national championships yeah. in college basketball. And the yeah. fact that he has two. I know one was from a game winner and that other team was they talk about maybe that being the best college basketball team of all time. But at the same time, Jay Wright is doing the recruiting and that goes into Who's your wait? wait where, where, where are your reports coming from? Talk, are you talking about North Carolina? No, he's no, not no, 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 talking about the Villanova team. That with oh, okay. Gotcha. Where are your yeah. reports gotcha. coming from? Yeah. Who's it's just talk on Twitter? That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> no. radio. When we say we have reports, we mean the Twitter files. Now, we don't have insider now, guys. We have Twitter talk. We got memes. Now, Matthew, it's our information. I know you watched enough. Of, it's our information. I know you watched enough 2015 Kentucky last night to know that that team would destroy. They didn't win the champion. Did they win the championship? <laughs> no, but they were 38 one. Like be like they, but should have won it. I get what you like. Listen, I said arguably. At the end I didn't of the, say they were the best. At team, the end man. of the day, the NCAA tournament is the hardest thing to win in sports, <laughs> and he's done it twice. So I mean, that's great. But other than that, he's not got out this first weekend. Like I want to at least go to some Sweet 16, the lead eights. Made me think I maybe have a chance to win. And those other tournaments, other than those two, I mean, he he doesn't get it done. Moving on, uh, the Big Ten, Michigan. They're going to win the Big Ten, but they lost to Michigan State. And Michigan State, you never know. If they make a nice run in the Big Ten tournament, they may end up being a first four in, get another blue blood in there. And then I think Lenardi has them in right now. Go ahead. I think Lenardi has them in right now. Okay, as like – I mean, what seed are we thinking? Probably 13. Yeah, 13, 14. Right, God, so, that would be so weird seeing Michigan State as a – So, um, as of an hour ago, he had them in the last four buys, which is before the last four end. So, they're not even, like, in that last four uh, end. They're above mm. that. So, you know, should – unless they might get they beat get out. may get into a playing game? Well, I, I think that they're in. Like, like he hasn't been the same uh, category as Louisville. Okay. Like, they're in. Okay. But, um, you know, they might get beat out first round Big Ten tournament, so that may hurt some things. But that win today was huge for them. Yeah. And like I said, if they find a way, Big Ten, if they get a nice win over, say, Iowa, and then go on and beat Michigan again and find themselves in the Final Four and play really close with Illinois, and I could definitely see Michigan State. Just with that resume, you think the committee, even though Michigan State's kind of had a down year, if they – Make a run with this Michigan win. They're they're kind of leaning towards. You know what, Tom Izzo. I'll I'll give him a slide. We'll put him in the tournament. Yeah, Tom Izzo's overrated. I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I have a real question for you. Out of all the the three major big team big team teams, so you have Illinois, Michigan, and Ohio State. Who would be the most disappointing to lose in the second round of that tournament? Because somebody's got to for this year alone. Illinois, I think Illinois. I think. Yeah, Illinois. Just because they've been on a lot of people's radar, and nobody was really watching Michigan. I feel like until three weeks ago. 
ago when they got that nice win against Wisconsin and everyone was like, oh, you know, they're, they start off the season 10-0, and but to get that win against Wisconsin and then the, the Ohio State game, that was maybe the best game of college basketball. And Ohio State, they just can't play defense. They got all the offense in the world and they really scare me because my, my brain, my fan, fan brain is telling me, oh, you've been watching this Ohio State team the entire year and they're really good on offense and you like watching offense, so pick them to go to the Final Four. But you got to remember that there's two sides of the game. You don't just play offense, and, and that's how I play in real life. I don't play defense. Tell, tell Virginia that because they need to learn the other side. Of <laughs> yeah, they, they, <laughs> Virginia is like watching paint dry when they're on the offensive hey, side. Matthew, I, I got to do my boy like this, but last week you weren't here, and Patrick Carey said oh, okay. Michigan is the best team in the nation at the moment. Okay. Hey. That as, of last, hate that. as of last wrong. week, though, as of last week, I had reasons to say that. <laughs> and they lose, I believe, did they lose both games this week? No, yes. uh, they went one and two. One and two, so they played yeah. three. Yeah. But yeah, not a great week for Michigan. Uh, yeah, but that, that's better than losing him in the conference Listen. tournament or in the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'll go ahead and put this out there. I, I want to do this for next week's show because I think I'm hosting next week. But like, like. You know, obviously, barring a miracle, Kentucky's not going to be a tournament. You know, Oregon, you know, they're, they're, they're winning the they're, shit. They're, Oregon's from the Pac-12, so they're not going to make it very far. So <laughs> we're <laughs> we're, uh, we're going – like, I'm going to have everybody pick, you know, their their other team. And my, my, I'm just going to go and spoil it. Mine's Illinois. I love Illinois. I yep. love the Sumu. I, I can't say his name. I, I, never, I just say it differently. The Sumu? The Sumu? Yeah, sure. Um, and I love uh, Kofi Cokeburn. And, uh, Don't uh, have to say that and, one either. And the Miller kid. I, I'm, I'm all in on Illinois. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I can't remember – on our selection Sunday show, don't we we go through and we pick each a one seed or, or something like that? Do we, we have a point? Yes, system? we're going to draft uh, teams. Mm. Like everybody's going to get I, four, I'll, right? Yeah, I think I, we each get four teams. I'll have to go back and look. Can I think we, we I think we, we may get one from each conference. No, I think it was one in each different region. I think it's one in each conference. One from a conference. Well, the, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and look. I'll, yeah, I'll go back and look. Yeah, because Selection Sunday is uh, is after our show, I believe. No, it's before. It is it's, before? it's at 5 o'clock. Our, our show's at 6. 5 o'clock Central? Central time, yes. Oh, okay. Yep. So we'll have the... We'll have the bracket. Oh, it, it's yeah, hot off There'll the be press. a hot off the I, press. I guarantee you this. This is another spoiler. You will hear, hear Jim Nance or the CBS intro to college <laughs> basketball play before the Red Zone show. I wish we could replace the the music that we have, like Chumbawamba, with the, the CBS <laughs> intro, but I don't, I don't think we can do that on Revolution. Talking some NBA, the All-Star game is tonight. We'll be talking about it next on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Patrick Carey, segment four, running out of time, about 20 minutes left in the show. 20 minutes before we can go eat dinner and then get to watching the All-Star game. The NBA season, believe it or not, is halfway through man this year has been flying by i know it's been a, a terrible year talking about 2020 and 2021 but as as we've gotten so used to covid we're starting just to to forget about that and with march madness coming back it just feels a little bit we're getting back into a little bit of normalcy and you saw even with with baseball getting a little off topic but baseball they're gonna let fans in the stands this year so we're getting closer and closer and it makes me very happy talking about go ahead ryan I, it's just a little uh, little update because the three-point contest is going on right now as part of All-Star Weekend. And uh, Steph Curry, who needed 22 
points to avoid elimination in the three-point contest, put up 31. And I don't know if it's his first round or second round. I think that's first round. That's disgusting. I but mean, 31, 31 is That's is unreal. Nasty. This might be the worst three-point contest ever. When I when they released, yeah, I was looking at yeah. it. When they released who it was, I'm like, um, Jalen Brown? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of the dunk contest either. I like Obi, but why is Anthony Simons... I've watched a lot of Blazers games because Melo's on the team. Yeah. I have not seen Anthony Simons See, dunk once. Yeah, what you that. haven't seen is his high school mixtape, yes, though. Yes, I heard that was Because that was nice. he played at IMG, and he dominated Yeah, I'll there. probably go, like, trim my hedges or, like, mow the yard or something during the halftime <laughs> At night, at, at night, when it's pitch black outside, you're going to go outside. Uh, and well, you, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sweeping No, floor. it's okay. I mean, I'm that's sw- uh, everyone has their thing. It's, I didn't know you it's owned, all, it's owned all good, Tori. We're not you judging have to you. Mow the yard. Um, uh, I actually week, don't. So, uh, next week on Red Zone Radio, uh, Tori's not going to be with us. Ryan, are you okay with leading the show? Because I'm uncomfortable now with Tori. Um, yeah, you, you do you, guy. But anyways, moving on with the subject, uh, the All-Star game, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They went to get a haircut today, you know, to look fresh, walking in with their nice tuxedos or whatever they're wearing into the All-Star Arena. And come to find out their barber ended up testing positive for COVID-19. Okay. So What's up, what are the odds Barber infested. Uh, yeah, same thing happened with the Super Bowl. barbers. Yeah, I mean, can we, not, can we not test these barbers before? They... Yeah, like why? What are the barbers doing? I don't know. Well, like, does Ben Simmons join Embiid say, oh, yeah, we got haircuts? And the 76ers said that, and they're like, oh, we got to get the barber. Let's test the barber. Yeah, I'm, like, sure. I'm sure they got to report everything. That why, they, would, oh, yeah. why wouldn't they test the barber before they got the haircut? Yeah, that was the same thing with the Super Bowl, too. I was like, why, that that seems so like simple to do. Or have a personal – you're that rich. You can buy a personal barber to come and cut your hair whenever you want. You would think. It yeah. just seems a uh, it's a it's or, a weird or, or get LeBron's barber off the shop. So now get him to get him to do yeah, it. you can do everybody's. But now what? I don't even know if they've announced who comes in for them. Well, Mike. Zion is yeah. replacing Joel Embiid as a starter. Okay, and you saw where Mike Conley has been invited to the All Star game. I know a lot of people are mad about it, but if you go to the MLB All Star game and Demar Derozan has better numbers across the board, the MLB All Star game. Probably last year, if they if they had an all-star game, you would see the Chicago White Sox, who were at the top of the American League, they would have a lot more players than the Boston Red Sox, who are one of the worst teams in the American League. And that's not to say that there's some players that are not all-stars on the Red Sox, but they naturally reward the better teams with yeah. more guys. And I've said when they when they announced the baseball all-stars, I'm like, how is that dude an all-star? Well, I mean, like, they kind of did the same thing in the NBA a couple of years ago. They basically rewarded the Hawks starting five with an yeah. all-star. Yeah, game. four of them so started. So Kyle Korver now has an all-star game appearance. So, yeah. you know, and, it's not it's not unheard of. And, and that's the reason why Mike Conley is getting yeah. But like, Utah Jazz have been our and it's the best si- team. And it's sympathy for him never making it. Go ahead, Kate. I mean, I'm just saying also, but with that Hawks team, that was in the East. This is the West, where there's so many better players. Like I well, like Mike actually, Conley. If you look at the individual players, I think the East actually has more talent player-wise. No, I mean, I mean with that Hawks team. Oh, like I got, I got oh, okay, yeah, I got you now. I got you. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but there's so many better players in the West uh, that deserved a spot over Mike Conley. I really like Mike Conley. Like you said, DeRozan should have been there. Maybe I mean C.J. McCollum could have replaced him. Um, well, he's not. He wouldn't play. I mean, yeah, anyways. but like still, I just. 
DeRozan should have got that spot. Well, but this All-Star weekend is garbage. But it's not like DeMar DeRozan is playing out of his mind. The Spurs have been playing good, but I, I – I, He's DeMar been playing DeRozan pretty well. good, but I don't think he's been All-Star He's been a good. lot better than he was last year, that's for sure. But yeah. the, the weird thing for me is Mike Conley replaced Devin Booker, who now can't play because of the knee injury. Yeah, did you did, – Torrey does not act like he knows this. I wish we had yeah. video of this. Yeah. My bad, I got distracted by someone in the window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I do I do know this. So yes. now we have to replace Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in the East with two players who I couldn't tell you. If Colin Sexton makes an all-star team, I'm going to be disgusted. I don't think they're going to re- replace them. Yeah, there's no them. way. Hey, hey real take quick, there's no way they're going to call well, someone because I, I mean, did y'all see James Harden's comments saying that the league basically forced the all-star game down the throat? Yeah, this yeah, is pointless. Yeah. yeah, I, I – don't think they should be having an all-star game for reasons like this. I, I know we can walk away from it. And it's going to be a great night just watching the all-star highlights. And we can maybe walk away from it and no one gets COVID. But you're coming off. They literally had two months off talking about the Lakers. And I I know the Hawks and all those bad teams, they didn't get – they got a lot of rest. But none of the guys from those teams are in the all-star game. And I think it would just be a really nice – hey. You guys are doing a lot for us. Take this week off. And this is a business at the end of the day. In NBA, they're going to make a lot of money from it. And Adam Silver, he said it was a tradition that they just can't lose. You're not going to lose it. At the end of the day, I think you should reward the players. But, again, at the end of the day, it's a business. And there's no way that you're going to beat that. But the All-Star game, it should be fun. The best news from the All-Star break, the All-Star game, is that they're not going, you cannot end the game on a free throw. And that's just going to make the ending so much more fun to watch if it's a one-point yep. game like last year. Mo- and mo- moving on, I want to talk about, before we get into pickums. we are halfway through. And looking at the standings, the Philadelphia 76ers, they've been balling out. I don't know how much you trust them going into the playoffs. The Utah Jazz, they're the same way. Those are two teams that I don't think everyone is just because they're one seeds they're all in on them because of what they've done in, in previous postseason I mean you saw who the Nets got today right yeah uh big Blake Griffin signing I, I don't know I, like th- I think that's nice I don't think that's going to tip them either one way or another I think they said they're going to use him as a small ball center off the bench I mean he's not dunked and I think uh let's see I two, got, years. two years I got yeah. the number right here in uh 25 games um so yeah what? I, you know 25 says he hasn't made a dunk in his last 25 games. He hasn't I, dunked no, since 2019. Yeah, it says December 12, 2019. I guess 25 games he's played in. Ah. So, but um, That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's fine. You know, the Nets still can't guard anybody. That's not their, you know, but that's not, but they're not going to try and guard anybody. They're just going to say, we're going to outscore you. So, I think it'd be really interesting to see the Nets and Sixers. Um, but also, you know, if the Lakers get healthy, which, you know, hopefully they will, uh, you know, I'm still taking the Lakers over the Jazz. Yeah, and uh, or or over the Nets, or still, yeah, even the Utah. Yeah, yeah Jazz. I, I was just saying West. Well, and the, yeah. the Suns are are the second seed in the West at this point. And I do like the Suns. Yeah, I said, I'll sleep on the Suns. Suns. But like me some I just don't think they have enough, you know, playoff history to be. Yeah, they're just they're they're new, and yeah. Chris Paul definitely helps that. And one of the reasons why Chris Paul, again, going back to my insiders on Twitter, I saw that <laughs> when people were making arguments for Chris Paul over Devin Booker. They said that, well, the Suns wouldn't be in this position without Chris Paul, so you have to reward him. I thought that was kind of interesting. Tori's not really. Both things can be true. I mean, both without both of them, uh, the Suns wouldn't be in this position. So they And they both got rewarded for it. Yeah, and real quick hot take, talking about the Brooklyn Nets. 
James Harden is an MVP candidate. He's been yes. playing without oh, yeah. the big three, yeah. and he's almost averaging a triple-double. Well, I've been so I don't, impressed with I'm the way he's been I'm pretty sure the Nets have not – they've played like maybe three total games with the big three actually all yeah, together. Yeah, it's I'm not surprised. So it, when we say guys are MVP candidates, like, oh, yeah, these guys should be the MVP discussion, is it more of, okay, yeah, he's an MVP discussion. All right, we're done now with him. Like, like do you think Harden can actually win the MVP, or do you think he should just be in the discussion as like – I think he should be, okay – yeah, you're right. I take that back because yeah. the way I worded it, it made it sound like James Harden really should. He shouldn't be, but I guess maybe as a dark horse yeah. if the Nets went on some super tear because yeah. they've been playing without KD for a while. And if you don't have James Harden on that team with Kyrie Irving, there's no way they're 9-1 and one I agree. in their last 10 I completely games. agree. I think the NBA released their top five, and I think uh, number one was MB, two was Jokic at the moment. So... I think a big guy might uh, take home the MVP award this year. MB is is easily deserving of it so far yeah. this year, but it depends on whether he'll stay one healthy or two keep this up keep uh, engaged, for the rest of the yeah. year. Yeah, go Jokic. Pickums are coming up next. We'll be right back. Talking all things Tapper Sports. You're listening to Red Zone on Revolution ninety one seven. Pickums, there we go. Picking. Our conference champions out of all the Power 5 schools, Conference USA, and we're also throwing in the Big East. They're basically, I consider them, in college basketball, I say it's the Power 6 because the Big East, I thought they were the best conference in college basketball last year, and they can play right with the Power 5 schools. So I like to consider in college basketball, there is the Power 6. Before we get to the pick looking at your schedule College basketball, back on the hill, tournament time. Western not playing till Thursday. You have to wait and see. But the Egyptian princess and the Lady Toppers, they have a road ahead of them. But the journey, the Cinderella story starts on Tuesday when they will beat Old Dominion. And Renee Jadewi drops a triple-double. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for the storyline. I write for the Herald. I'm not sure who. I write for the golf team. I'm not sure who's writing for the Lady Toppers basketball team. But, Caden, I promise you, if the Egyptian princess drops a triple-double, I'm going to I'm gonna text our editor, Nick, and say, I'm, I'm writing the story. <laughs> I, I'm taking over that article. It, it would be amazing. It's Drew Tennis. He's the, he's the okay. women's writer. So, hopefully, Elja Dewey does, does well. Here we go. Pickums getting into it. Conference USA. Boys. Uh... <laughs> I'm going with the tops. This, if there is, they just got to get it done. This is the year. I, I think it's been way too long. I think this team is just way too good. I think we are going to get rewarded for all those heartbreaks, especially you and me, Tori, those, those four years yeah. going back to freshman year. I really like that team. You had Dwight Colby and Darius Thompson and it feels like a Johnson. lifetime ago. Freshman Tavion, the Oklahoma State, the little Justin oh, that's Johnson. So I caught yeah. Oh, how did. How did I forget Justin yeah, Johnson? Monte Bearden on that team, too? Yeah, I actually went and looked. Um, Tavion Hollinger, six all-time in scoring and uh, number one all-time men's play in WK. So, amazing career. Hopefully, it doesn't end this week. Yeah. I'm going with the tops, though. Tory. <laughs> Old Dominion. What? Speak up, please. Old, Speak up. Old Dominion. Tory, you mow your grass, <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now you're going to pick Old Dominion. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I, I'm rooting so hard for WK. You like, are I'll, not to step foot in the studio ever again. Yeah, I can't believe you. You don't know how bad. <laughs> 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 you don't know how bad I want to win this tournament. I, 
I just I don't see it getting done. Unbelievable. I'm going Old Dominion as well, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as unbelievable as that is, uh, I think whoever wins that Western UAB game, if it were to happen, wins this tournament. Um, but I do think it's going to be UAB. Caden. I want to go to Indianapolis so bad. I want to be the only person in Herald history to go to two NCAA That'd be awesome. tournaments. That would be so sick. I want to go so bad. So and give me Zone. WKU. I went <laughs> to Red Zone. You can you can live tweet. Of course, of course. <laughs> Patrick, copy paste. <laughs> yeah, give me the tops. All right, so we got three Hill toppers. Who did you have? Huh? Did, did you have WKU? Yeah, 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 yeah Western. Yeah. I have to say that. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but that's actually, uh, realistically, that's that's a good pick. I just, I, I still have the mow in the grass. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Ryan had UAB. Tory had Old Dominion. Moving on, what conference do we want to start off? We'll go with? ACC. ACC, yeah. We'll save like the Big 12 and the Big 10. Uh, ACC, I know Florida State lost, but I, I really like them going into the tournament. Virginia, good defense. They just obviously they can't score. And Virginia Tech, I think they're a sleeper. I still think it's going to come down to the Seminoles and Virginia, but I'm going to go with Florida State. Ryan. Yeah, you never know with, with you know Duke, North Carolina, whether they yeah, can actually North, turn it maybe. on. North Carolina looks decent, um, but still not great. I, I would never pick Virginia in a million years. Um, so it really comes down to Florida State and North Carolina for me, and I think it'll be the Seminoles, which it pains me to say. I'm not a big yeah, fan. anyone but Duke. Um, but I think I think it'll be the winner of Virginia Tech and North Carolina, and I'm gonna go with Virginia Tech. I think. Caden, uh, I really don't care about ACC basketball this year. We don't, but we, we just, just we just can't have Duke win it. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the exactly. Only thing, yeah. uh, go ahead, give me Florida State, or at least this year, Patrick. Uh, Georgia Tech's played well late. They've won six in a row. Wow. I think that's a dark horse team in the ACC. I mean, the ACC tournament's going to be atrocious, but I'll take take Florida State because there's no way Virginia wins it. So we got three. What if throw that chair? Like, just throw that out there and then immediately take the best team. So we got three Florida State, (laughs) Virginia Tech, and then. Florida State. Okay, so we got Florida State. Can we get a little, you're the lone wolf. Little. No. I'll take Georgia Tech. Oh. I always love when they do that on the NFL Network <laughs> yeah. in the morning. So, uh, obvi- we may just have to copy them. The copyright. I, yeah. I don't see a copyright there. Uh, the next conference that we don't care about, the Pac-12. <laughs> what? Oregon's been hot. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. Dana Altman, he aligns Rubik's Cubes, as John Rothstein tweets every time the Ducks win a game. Obviously, I'm going with Oregon. Ryan? Yeah, just because I don't trust USC – and or anybody else in that conference. USC, uh, though, they did beat Oregon by 14 that one time. It's, that, it's, that one time. That's just Pac-12 talk for you. Um, but I'm going to take Oregon just for just for Hargrove over you, here. Thank you, guys. Tori, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's Washington or something. Uh, give me the Trojans in USC. <laughs> not coming back. Caden. Um, I have not watched a single Pac-12 we basketball understand. game Please, this year. Please, just go. Um, go ahead and give me USC. Okay. Patrick. Give me the – going to say something. Give me Colorado. Colorado. Okay, McKinley right. rides really good. Give me Colorado. I, 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 I like that. They're actually no. the only Pac-12 team that is ranked right now. They're Somebody different. Oh, wow. That, yeah, I Shout out. I should have never said that. All right, we're running out of time, and I really wanted to get into Big these East. conferences. Big East. Creighton. Yep. Creighton. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, Creighton yeah, across the board. Yeah. Yep. We don't believe in Jay Wright. No. no. <laughs> not without Gillespie. They just lost their second and best, I mean, second and third leading scorer. So, yeah, they're done. Yeah. I like Creighton. 
So that's three of the Power Five. Next one SEC. is SEC. the SEC. We can go SEC, yeah. I'm going Missouri. Ooh. Uh, give me Arkansas. It's a good one. I'll take Kentucky. I'll take Bama. <laughs> Bama? Bama. Yep. Can't give go wrong with Alabama. It's the Davion Mint show, baby. Go ahead, give me them cats. They'll be on the first round. I Patrick. Gonna, I was the <laughs> I wish we were I wish I kept up with the standings, so I, I would feel pretty good about this. Hail well, State. Honestly, Patrick. my confidence will never go away with Kentucky, so give me the Crimson Tide. Can't go wrong with Alabama. Next one, Big Ten or Big Twelve? Or let's go with Big Ten. Big Ten first. Ohio, Ohio State. I've been talking about the what? entire year. Illinois for sure. Yep. Ryan. Yep. Michigan. Caden. <laughs> Illinois. Patrick. Yeah, Illinois. Big 12. I'm kind of still thinking, Tori. Uh, give me the fighting Kate Cunninghams. They've not failed me yet. <laughs> oh, so give me the Hold on. I got to think about this. Give me the Bears. Uh, someone, uh, Patrick. Give me the Bears. Baylor. The Bears. Baylor's back on track after tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. <sighs> I think I know who you want to pick, but I'm not Please. sure if you believe in them. Pick the Sooners. Oklahoma Sooners. I give want to so bad. <laughs> I love Miles McBride. I'm going to go West Virginia. Ooh. I'll take Baylor. You got beat by Oklahoma State without my boy K. Cunningham <laughs> this Saturday. Tori, it's a new week. You're, you're just helping my cause for not you coming back. But that that did make me sad. And that I don't, think I, Texas I don't Tech know goes why I picked West Virginia. Like I said, I just love Miles McBride. You know what? I'll pick Texas Tech. Texas Tech. That's a horrible pick. pick. I don't yeah. think I've, they've won a top 25 matchup in the Big 12 yet. <laughs> they did beat Texas. I was going to say, no one would pick the Longhorns. I, they... They've been struggling a little bit. The Texas, I don't know. McClung, I, I, McClung's going to carry to to the, to the tournament. Oh, oh my, God. my God. All right, we oh are actually God. over time. That's going to do it for tonight, next week. I cannot wait to see you guys. Selection Sunday. We are back, baby. We're back. I'm just, oh, it's going to be a good time. For myself, Matthew Hargrove, Ryan Gooden, Tory Bowling, producer Caden Gaylord, and Patrick Carey. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Make sure you go follow us on social media. We may, if my brother is up for it. I'm probably not going to ask him, but you, you never know. <laughs> if he's up for it, he'll post some highlight videos, and then maybe tournament time, Caden can copy and paste for the Herald, and we can get some <laughs> live tweets from the tournament in Indianapolis. So, once again, have a great night, everyone, and for everyone in this room, go, go Tops. Tops.